Welcome to the 24-6 podcast. This is Dion. I'm here with Dom and Jeremiah. Today we are talking about worship. Woo! Yep. What's up, guys? What's happening? What up? Yeah, I'm excited for this one. This is going to be a fun conversation. We have got the one and only worship leader extraordinaire, Dion Whitfield, in the house, everybody. <laughs> yes, sir. Did you just burp in the mic when I you just, said that? Yeah, I just threw up on my lap. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> yes. No, I think this is going to be a really great topic. You know, the part of our part of our culture and DNA at Church of the North Coast has been this rich worship, worship experience. Yeah. You know, ever since I was a little kid, I remember seeing Crystal Tackett. Mm. jumping around on stage mm-hmm. just full mm-hmm. of joy and full of like raw expression of yeah. love to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I, I think, honestly, I think like seeing her, seeing a handful of people, that was kind of the main inspiration for me to like really get involved in this, you know, yeah. get into this. So that's awesome. Yeah. ECNC has been doing it right for a long time as yeah. far as worship goes. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me too, like I've, I'm not being a worship leader or anything or like being somebody that does it on stages. I think that I've learned a lot just in the attitude, the posture of worship, the the purpose of worship, like the uh, the right, not to say there's a right or wrong way of doing it, but but I think for everybody in a congregation, right, there's always like an end goal, seen or unseen, said or unsaid. It's like, I want to get to a place where like God comes in and does these crazy things, right? So there's always this end goal of like, I want worship to be good. And we kind of identify with that word. It's right. good. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. good means Jesus showed up and all this stuff. Mm. And I think just learning how to get to that end goal is not always the way we think. Right. You know? Yeah. And so learning how the right way, the, the way to get there to me has been really fun and interesting, a little challenging, but ultimately it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What would you all say are the key ingredients to Good worship. <laughs> Good well, let's start because I heard you say, <laughs> no, I'm just you know, yeah. the purpose. Yeah. I, I'd like yep. to start there. I, anytime we start this, I always like to talk about definitions and just like the, the yeah, yeah. vastness yeah. of it all. So, yeah. Like, yeah. so like, yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about the purpose or like, what do you think? The purpose of worship. Yeah. I, Corporate I, worship, I guess is what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? And, and, and we can even just like expand it back maybe like a, another layer before we go just strictly to corporate worship. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you just look at what worship is in general, you know, like a lot of times if I say like, hey, we're going to worship, 99% of the people think we're having church or, music. you know, yeah, it's music or it's something. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think like you taught this a couple of weeks, months ago now, and it just really impacted me, but you brought this scripture verse out of Revelation where, you know, the elders, the angels are singing holy and and you just said, listen, you don't need a guitar. You don't need a melody. You can just literally position your heart and just say holy and that's worship. Mm. And that really was impactful for me because I'm like, man, that, that means there's no excuse for anyone, you know, because right, like, right, yeah. everyone's like, oh, I got to turn on Spotify or I need somebody <laughs> to lead me in worship. But no, you don't. Like, I don't care if you can't hold a melody or can't play an instrument, like mm-hmm. open up your hands and say holy. Yeah. And that's worship. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's as simple as that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that was kind of a joke when I said, what does it take to have good worship? <laughs> right. um, but, yeah. like, there's times when I'll even be by myself and just, like, start playing, like, a little something and just mm-hmm. start singing. And the Holy Spirit will hit me, and it's just, like, tears. And, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't play anymore. And I'm just, like, in this moment of, like, oh, my gosh, God, thank you so much. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Wow. And and I feel like that is where you get those life changing, those, you know, mood changing, those emotional healings, yeah. like the things that you needed so badly that you couldn't find anywhere else. That's where you get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is when it's just that authentic surrender and just like pure attention paid to yeah. God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That word attention. I remember mm-hmm. in Valley View, I think it was maybe a month ago, you, you gave a message about yeah. attention yeah. and there were some really profound notes and, and points in there. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I would, you know, corporate or personal, whether it's in your closet or it's in this massive sanctuary we have here in Lorraine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whether it's one of those, it's all about just creating like, I guess, uh, honing in your attention, putting your attention on the Lord, you know, whatever that is. I think that's kind of the definition because it is such mm-hmm. a broad term worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even in the Bible, they talk about in, um, in Israel before in the old Testament, they talked about their worship being their work and their mm-hmm. daily, you know, their job that they woke up to at nine to five, that was yeah. their worship. Yeah. But is it worship 
if you're just laying bricks and doing carpentry and yada yada, maybe mm. you have a terrible attitude about it, or is it worship when all the while you have your attention focused on the Lord yeah. and you're going yeah. about mundane things? Because mm-hmm. then you know it comes back to what you were just saying. Like you don't need mm-hmm. worship, you don't need music yeah. to be able to worship. Like yeah. m- maybe it's just purely about the attention, you know, mm-hmm. and you could be doing anything else, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's really good. I I like to take a lot of these thoughts of like maybe some some bigger abstract things that that tend to trip us up sometimes. I like to oversimplify them in order to find like a good basis to start. But Mm. I mean, if you just look at, I look at my relationship with my wife and I often do to understand my relationship with God, but I just pull up my relationship with my wife and just look at how there's a heart connection when attention is being paid, you know, like even today we were working out earlier and she was on the other side of the gym and she was doing some bicep curls (laughs) and I was squatting and I looked over and I'm like, man, my wife is so hot, you know, over there just doing some bicep curls. But, but what you just said, that, that shift of, from what I was doing to look over and say, wow, and appreciate and say like, man, I, I love this person. Yeah that in the context of my marriage was like me worshiping her, you know? So like in the context Mm -hmm. of our relationship with Jesus, it's like that shift of attention and just like, man, God, I love you. I I just, I value you. You know, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for these things. That's why we we talk about paying attention. Like it's a currency, Mm -hmm. right? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, it's a currency. And that's kind of what I preached about was like, you know, the attention that you're paying is going to determine what you receive, right? Yeah. And Andy Stanley puts it, like, in The Principle of the Path. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing book. He Mm -hmm. talks about your attention will determine your direction, and your direction will determine your destination. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And so when you're talking about where you're paying that attention, you know what I mean? You just talked about it. Like, I'm paying attention to my wife. Yeah. Like, I'm paying with this currency and turning my direction towards her so the destination is going to be a loving, healthy relationship, right? Right. Yeah, Same yeah. thing with worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm paying my attention to the Holy Spirit and what God is saying. Yeah. So that's going to take my direction towards that. Yeah. And that's my destination is going to be this experience or his this presence. moment, his presence. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's so add good. in here this component mm-hmm, of sin mm-hmm. real quick. Of yeah. sin. But, and I think only because it fits so well in this part of the conversation because a lot of times like you hear pastors leaders church people saying like hey don't sin don't sin right we're not supposed to do bad things and and i preach these messages too don't sin you know i think it's important that we live our lives in a way that is is honoring to the lord right and so trying not to sin is a big component of a christian's life in these times but what you said jeremiah is paying attention was so profound because there's like when you look at money right there's a there's a I forget what the term is, but it's like a cost something where when you buy a Starbucks drink, it costs you $5 or maybe $10 Mm -hmm, now inflation. mm -hmm. But that cost goes beyond just what you spend for the drink because what you, now you don't have $10 to give some somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I, I spent my $10 here. That doesn't mean I just, I just bought the coffee. That means I cannot buy something else. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at worship, it's, it's so important to worship because it, it takes away your ability to sin almost yeah. like me paying attention to my wife in the gym costs me my attention somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. When you pay attention to the Lord, it costs you your attention somewhere else. So you don't mm-hmm. have that attention to pay. So if you live your life, like what you're saying, you're at your job, you're grumbling, you're complaining. You're like, Oh my goodness, I hate this stuff. Well, if you were to focus your attention on the Lord and worship him, right. you can't afford to grumble and complain. You can't afford yeah. to look at other places. So if you're struggling with sin or struggling with bad habits or whatever, it's like you you need to create a lifestyle of worship because then you literally can't afford to look anywhere else, you know? Yeah, so it's like good. people try to will themselves not to sin. Like, I'm just not going to sin. I'm not going to sin. That's not the answer. The answer is worship. The answer yeah. is to don't don't focus on sin. Focus on Jesus. Oh my gosh! Know? Like shift. I can <laughs> see how it would be so hard to will yourself not to sin when all you're focusing on is sin. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's your impossible. whole attention is is on your sin. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, it's just going to pull you right back down into because you're giving your currency of attention. It's the attention that we we're talking to that about, thing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's such a profound way to think about it. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the elements that you know we talked about beforehand, but let's kind of shift this more towards a corporate worship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the, you know, the scripture verse that in the new Testament, i you know, a lot of people quote this scripture verse and they use it in many different ways. But the one I always think about when I think about corporate worship, and I wish I could cite it because I'm a pastor and I'm supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> but it's the scripture verse that says, uh, where two or more agree 
uh, I will be in their midst or I'll be present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. we should cite that at some point and, and see you working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is some of the foundation and the framework that we have for corporate worship is being in a place where two or more agree. You know, we're literally yeah. talking about Jesus is talking about the presence of a church and the presence of a body of Christ together in one specific time mm-hmm. and location. Mm-hmm. So Matthew 18, thank you. 19. There nice. You, you want to read it for us? <laughs> yep. It says again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done uh, for them by my father in heaven. Yeah. I love that. I love that yep. scripture verse. And, and that's what, I mean, I think that's really what we're talking about. When we're talking about uh, corporate worship is we're just talking about coming into agreement bringing a collective attention to the Holy spirit, to Jesus in worship. So, um, kind of coming down into that sort of perspective of corporate worship thoughts on that. Wait, I don't think this is right. Oh, (laughs) this wasn't the scripture verse. Already misquoting the Bible. No, it might've been the scripture verse. You're talking about where you're there in your midst. Yeah. I think that's actually, uh, let me see. Nah, but yeah, what you were saying is definitely correct. Just like, when that attention is paid corporately, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's almost like, it's almost like when you're leading or even if you're in a room with worship, like if the room isn't paying attention, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's, I think that's one of the, the things that for like me personally, I've learned just as I've grown is that, you know, the attention I pay is going to affect those around me. Exactly. Even being in the room, you know what I mean? Like the worship leader could be up there going crazy. You know what I mean? Full focus attention on God. Mm -hmm. But if there's people in the congregation, people in the front specifically that aren't paying that same attention or aren't in alignment or aren't together with that, Mm -hmm. it affects everybody. You know what I mean? And so like, even like when we're talking about corporately, like you can play a huge piece in not, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to move when yeah. you're not in alignment with that and you're not paying attention. Right. And like that's something I've I've talked to my teenagers, my students about, mm-hmm. because it's like when you guys are in these sanctuaries, like it's not even just about you. Mm-hmm. Like, right. yes, absolutely. Like go in there to praise the Lord. Thank him for all you've done. But like if you're not paying attention and the person next to you looks at you and sees that you're mm-hmm. affecting them. Yeah. yeah. And the person five rows away over there, that's looking at you, you're affecting them. You know what I mean? You're yeah. affecting the atmosphere by not being in alignment and not paying that attention. And I tell them, I'm like, you don't know what this person in this room needs. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't know what the lady three rows back. Who's watching you text while there's worship going on. You don't know the miracle that she needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I agree with that completely. That was uh, actually what I was really trying to share Sunday morning in our pre-service meeting. Um, that exact thing that you just said, because mm-hmm. you're right. I, I, I Sometimes I hate these terms like worship leader because it, it implies that there is one person's responsibility for the full group's attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. It's like, no, each like there is not one worship leader. Every single one of us are leading each other into the place of worship and leading each other into the attention. Um, So, yeah, I was trying to say some of that on on Sunday, but you know, same type of concept of, I I looked at Xavier, I'm like, Xavier, you're a worship leader too. You know, like each, each and every one of us have this responsibility to focus our attention on the Lord in those contexts of corporate worship. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Um, Okay. So, so here's, here's, I guess a question that's going to take us into a, a really, I feel like polarizing topic. So why are some worship experiences bad? Why are some good? I like the question sarcastically that you asked earlier. Yeah, like what makes, what it, makes good? it good? You know, because <laughs> I think there's a reality where in church, we've all been in worship experiences where Jesus was nowhere to be found. And there was just like, hmm, I wonder why he didn't show up, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we've been in other services and we're like, oh my goodness, like, the Lord is here. And, and I know that obviously I'm not taking anything away from the sovereignty of God and like him being able to do what he wants. But I think that there is a somewhat of a formula to how we approach the Lord, you know, because we've all listened to a lot of worship songs and I believe wholeheartedly that a lot of worship songs that are in the genre of worship aren't worship songs. They're 
songs that are Christians, Christian mm-hmm. songs, you know, which mm-hmm. are not bad things, but we just need to figure out like, okay, what is the formula to good, good worship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. We all look at Dion collectively. <laughs> all right, Pastor Dion, let's go. No, I, I, I would agree with you that, yeah, of course, you, you have to acknowledge the sovereignty of Jesus and yeah. the sovereignty of the Lord, but it is foolish to think that there's no part to play, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like saying, I was listening to Bill Johnson this morning talk about this. It's like, it's like saying the three wise men never needed to get up and actually go to Jesus because he was already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, good. thank God that those guys went from, Literally, thank God they 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 went from the Middle East and traveled all the way to Jerusalem mm-hmm. or, or to Israel to actually, yeah. you know, uh, worship at the feet of Jesus. Like, yeah, it's silly awesome. to think that we just we just say, well, God's sovereign and He's going to do what He wants, and we just have to wait and watch to see what He does. Like, yeah. no, absolutely not. That's yeah. not the way the book was written, and yeah. that's not the way that Jesus talks about it at all. So, yeah, that's I mean, there's good. definitely responsibility that we carry, but. I think it's tricky. I think like you said, like the Christian genre of music is really, it is Christian music. It's not worship music. We have to be very careful. I've heard plenty of songs that, that have more descriptions and more attention put on the devil and in the context of what he does than, than anything that the Lord has done for us or will do for us. Like, so it's interesting. You have to, that's some, that's something I always run into with, with my actual job being the worship pastor, you know, I, yeah, my part of my responsibility is to pick the lyrics that we all sing together. Mm -hmm. And I take that responsibility very seriously Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be in a room that sings about all of the terrible things that are happening happening to us by the hand of the devil. Yeah. We're not here <laughs> to worship the devil. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be in that room, whether yeah. I'm leading that song or I'm sitting in the front row. I don't want to yes. be in that room. That's not fun to me. So. And it's crazy. So let's just like like couple what we just said with what we talked about earlier, right? So worship is giving your attention. It's, right. it's paying attention to these things. Mm-hmm. If you're singing about the devil, you Why are, are paying in attention turn, to him. Yeah. yeah. So you are, by our definition, worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's that's what we do on Sundays. We worship the devil. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. That's that's what. Yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and that's and that's it. like I. That's a part of what I was preaching about when I mm-hmm. said that message was like. That is the most valuable currency in the spirit. Yeah, is mm-hmm. your attention. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it is so valuable. It's crazy. Yeah, and it can be it can be done very wrong. Like like you know what you said. I I don't want to pull up specific songs and, yeah. and start burning people we on a podcast well, because it is, those they're not here to wrote, defend themselves. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, the people that wrote those songs weren't maybe even intending them to be saying corporately. Exactly. exactly. Yes. You're exactly yes. right. Yes, right. exactly. That's why I think it is so important for the responsibility of the, of the worship person in charge or whatever that, that picks those songs to, to be very mindful of like, what are we singing corporately? Yeah. What are we all choosing to say together rhythmically? Yeah. You know, cause that's right. really, well, because we're not saying that that's not a real thing. Like, we're not saying like, oh, don't say the devil's name or he'll right. appear. Like, yes. no, like that's not what we're saying. Like, and that's very real. And people need that too. I think that there mm-hmm. is yeah. very much so a lane for being like, yo, the devil's got me right now. Like, right. Yeah, the yeah. devil's messing with me right now. Like, for sure, put that into song, put that into right. film, any type of creative, whatever yeah. avenue that you want. But we're specifically talking about the corporate worship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like what those times are actually for and the attention that needs to be paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I would say a couple of things. So when we're talking about good service, good worship, right. service, yeah. which Formula. is a sarcastic, fun, fun question. I, yeah. I love that question. I, yeah. I think that really all all it comes down to is is just that attention piece is just making sure um, that collectively every person in the 200 person corporate you know experience is is at least has the opportunity to put their full attention on Jesus. That's, yeah. that's the end goal. Put yeah. your full attention mm-hmm. on Jesus. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when, when I feel the presence of the Lord, it's not like he comes in the room and touches me. It's just that I literally become more aware of his omni, his omnipotence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just become more aware of him around me at all yeah. times. Like this yeah. can be like we talked about earlier, like, yeah. um, you know, doing your work nine to five or like me driving my tractor and cutting the front lawn. Like these instances are not any less worship. They become worship when my, my, my awareness is, is peaked of, of who Jesus is. So he's there. Yeah. And that's our goal. Like to tie all this whole conversation is, is just our, that's our goal at the end of these worship services is just for the awareness of, of, of the the presence of Jesus to be heightened in every individual. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think the end of goal is. No, that's so good. And I think one of the things that I've learned works really well to do that is to 
not focus on yourself. Like yeah. we talked about the devil, right? And obviously like, I think that's, I don't think we have to convince people of that point. It's like, okay, <laughs> I won't right. worship the devil. But I think this next step of like focusing on yourself kind of hurts us a little bit because we like it. We like to talk about ourselves, you know, like we like to sing songs that define ourselves. But I think there's a lot of thing songs specifically or opportunities to get too much focused on your own woes and your own needs and I know that there's a lot of songs that like cater to that, you know, and it's, it's fine. It's good. There's a place for it. I think even in a corporate worship setting. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, man, is this the best way to connect to the heart of Jesus? Like mm. what you said, like mm. to realize his, his omnipresence to like really understand he's in the room probably isn't to talk about what I need in the moment, you right. know? And it's hard because Jesus, that's what he did, right? When he was on earth, he came and he met needs for right. people, you mm-hmm. know, like he met our needs. And so there's so many, even in a church context, it's hard because there's people come to church broken, like people that don't know where else to go. They come to church, like yeah. they come to church carrying really heavy things and not to belittle anyone that's carrying anything that's really difficult at the moment. But I would say I would do you a disservice by addressing those issues in your life rather than really worshiping Jesus. Because if, if I sing you a song about, you know, what you need in that moment, it's just going to be a a really badly sung song about what you need. You're not going to get anything from it. Right. Mm. But if I can honor and worship Jesus, like he, that presence that we're talking about, everyone in the room is aware of it. And it's like, okay, Jesus can give you what you need now because I, I can't. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of times when we look at the goal, the goal is to see Jesus come in and do really cool things. Right. The mm. goal is like, man, I want Jesus to come in and touch me, change me, heal me, you know, deliver me all this stuff. And we just go straight to that as the goal. It's like, okay, mm. Jesus come and deliver, come and heal, come mm. and do that. And it's like, Oh, hold up. Like he's, he's not like, an Uber where it just comes and delivers things that you need, you know, like you need to focus on him a little bit, like, like honor him, worship him, talk about him. Um, I want to share just like briefly what this, uh, what I think his name is Michael Miller, the pastor at upper room. Mm. Pretty sure that's his name, but he, um, he shared this like concept that they've done with upper room and that he teaches like worship leaders to do. And I thought it was so amazing the way he talked about it, but he said that like we are to approach God with Thanksgiving Mm. Right. And so it's, it comes out of this Psalms chapter 100. It's a really short chapter, but it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. And so what he was saying is like, when we come in, just like that said, like we enter the courts with Thanksgiving, like we enter his presence by giving him thanks, by like honoring him, by literally saying he, he, he was teaching, I think a room of worship leaders. And he was like, listen, literally say the words. Thank you. Like mm-hmm. when you, when you yeah. start a set, say the words, you know? Yeah. And I thought that was so amazing the way he said it, because what that does is it puts all the attention on him, yeah. all the focus on him. Right. And it's like, thank you, Jesus. And and he, to literally quote what he said, he said, don't start with break every chain. Like don't, <laughs> yeah. don't start, like don't ask right. him for things, you know, like don't start worship by asking or demanding for things. Start with Thanksgiving. And then yeah. he gets to decide when he, what he wants to do from there, you know? Yeah. And I thought like, that's so beautiful. I love that thought. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely, yeah, it goes to um, a lot of people would consider thankfulness as a condition like an emotional condition Mm -hmm. like oh i had a lot of things that happened that were really great this week i'm super thankful yeah yeah you know and same thing with joy like Mm -hmm. joy being like oh i'm so happy that like oh i have a new baby boy or something Mm -hmm. my heart is full of joy just you know Mm -hmm. yeah but really these things are choices and really these Mm -hmm. things are um attitudes that as christians we can decide to be and decide decide Mm -hmm. to exhibit and also it's the power that we carry. Mm-hmm. It's the power that we carry to be able to invite the, the presence of the Lord to mm-hmm. choose to have a thankful heart or choose to rejoice. That's what the Bible says. Rejoice always. Yeah. And in everything, give thanks yeah. Yeah. You know, in everything. This isn't everything. like, these aren't cliches. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Aren't something you throw up on your wall. Like, yes, Get no, these are on your body. <laughs> yeah. These are the, this is the power we've been given, you right. know, by the yeah. Holy spirit in our hearts. So 
Yeah. And when you think about it, like that posture, like you're talking about that posture of gratitude and mm-hmm. thankfulness. Like when you're talking about singing songs about devil, I'm going to stomp on your neck. Like this, this sorry if that's a song. Um, <laughs> that's a dope song. Hey, you're right. Devil, we're going to stomp, on, stomp on your neck. Um, no, but like when you're talking about that posture, that is the attack on the yeah. enemy. Right. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Because you're saying in your soul that regardless of what's happening, regardless of the pain yes. I'm feeling, regardless of what's going on, I'm paying my attention to God. Yes. And I'm trusting that he is going to take care of it. Yeah. And that's your attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. Like that is, that's the means to like, I don't even like to say this because I think what it does is it focuses on the thing, right? It focuses on right, the, yeah. the thing. And so I don't, I was going to say it's the means to the end, but the, but the end is not your miracle. Your end is the end is mm-hmm. not like you mm-hmm. getting delivered or getting, Goosebumps. yeah, the end is not that. Like <laughs> we have to readjust the, our the way of thinking. Like he is always the end. Exactly. Like it's him. He's the prize. Right. Yeah. And so when he shows up, he does things like heal. He does right. things like deliver. He does things like, you know, stomp, curb stomp the devil. Like he does these <laughs> things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but these things are not the prize. They're no. not the goal. It's always him. And, yeah. And I think any time in worship, other things are the goal. You're never going to have a good worship set. Right. Yeah. You know, like you'll yeah. never experience like, oh, that was good because you're looking for something else. And obviously we know the Bible's littered with things about, you know, put him first in Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. things will find you, you know, they'll happen. Why? Because he brings them, but you got to find him. He has yeah. to be the beginning the middle and the end. Yeah. Like yeah. it has to be that way. Yeah. And that posture of gratitude, like it does a lot. Like it changes. Yeah. First of all, it changes your perspective. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Automatically. Like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you're operating from a place of fu- fullness, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than lack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're choosing to be grateful and thankful and focus on the face of God, then you're not focused on, oh man, I don't have this or, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with this or, oh, I'm, this is happening right yeah. now. No, you're, Focus on God's done so much for me. God's done this. God's done that. And then you're able to operate in that place of Mm -hmm. fullness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Rather than coming from that place of lack. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I ain't got (laughs) this. Please let me put this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's not, it's, it's very two different things. And one's very weak and one's very strong. Well, it it takes the, it takes the, the attention to our need out of the equation. Uh, Like when you said that, when you're thankful, when you're like happy about the Lord, it's like, I might need a lot, but I'm not even thinking about That's those not what it's right about. Like, right I'm now. just yeah, exactly. enjoying this moment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, one of the things that the Lord has been teaching me over the last year, um, which has been a very clear mental change with how I view worship. Like mm-hmm. it's, I, honestly, you know, I've been leading for like 10 years or so, and this is something that I've just learned <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I think like it ties in with what we're talking about, but a lot of times we see the successful worship set as everybody in the room is crying afterwards Mm. Mm. or there's like a, there's a massive emotional response. Like Mm. this is very common in Pentecostal. Like, you know, we saw us growing up. Like that's, Mm. that's what that denomination was. It's like have an external emotional expression. Therefore that proves the spirit of the Lord's in the room. And I think that's false. Yeah. I think that's wrong. I think, I think really what are a lot of times you, you've preached on this too, like that borderline between, what is emotion and what is actually just building faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think we should be focused yeah. on is, yeah. is increasing the faith in the room. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that comes with an emotional response, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. when we're talking about joy when we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. weeping in front of the Lord, whatever it is. I think these things need to be rooted in building faith and yeah. not yeah. seeking an emotional expression yeah. per no. se. Well, because yeah. there's been times I've been in worship sets and there's been things that my mind was burdened with. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is like a huge, huge thing that I'm dealing with. I don't know how I'm going to get over this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it was a very simple just shift of perspective where it was like, oh, okay. We talk about it a lot, like zooming out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. seeing things from heaven's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't like this, like crying, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? On mm-hmm. the floor. But obviously there was a burden lifted there within my mind, obviously, but it wasn't like this huge emotional response. It was just a yeah. very mental, like, oh, let me shift my perspective. And now this thing that looks huge looks really small. It's t- yeah. tiny. Yeah. yeah. You know what I that's mean? What thankful, that's what thankfulness does for you. Right. That's what joy yeah. does for you. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm certainly somebody who has had a proclivity to depression my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even as a child, I remember thinking, 
like having thoughts and feelings of like chronic depression as a Mm -hmm. kid. Mm -hmm. And, and there's nothing more liberating than knowing that the, the God of joy lives within your heart, right? That lives with like the access to joy that defeats depression is within you at all times. And so that those small perspective changes of thankfulness of joy, it just, it just allows you to see what your resources are. Like what's in the Mm -hmm. bank for me right now, you know? And that's what builds faith. That's like, that's what we're talking about at the end of the day. I used to do this show on Snapchat actually, which is really funny. This is like early Snapchat. Like, Oh yeah. Right. You remember my struggle meals? Oh yeah. So (laughs) like in 2014, like right when Snapchat like started to do stories, I think which, I remember this too, yeah. which is awesome. We were there yeah. at the start of stories, first and foremost. <laughs> Bro, I was there at the start of social. I was gonna media. say I was yeah. there. Yeah, we were there. MySpace. MySpace. We're not gonna age as Dom's thirty, but like yeah, I had know. a MySpace. <laughs> no, I'm playing. We're right there, yeah. but like <laughs> we're not all thirty. But Basically. we were there at the start of social media. But I had this show I did on Snapchat, and it was called Struggle Meals. And yeah. the premise of the show was. Basically, I was a student and working full time and basically I would come home and make a meal out of whatever I could find. Mm -hmm. And so I would just take random ingredients from like old sauces that we had from Arby's (laughs) and mix it with whatever ingredient over here. But I would make like these crazy like just concoctions that were actually very good. But anyway, I would never have eaten one of those <laughs> meals. Just just to say that. But I besides, it's, a lie. it's very good. I, I had a, a, I actually have people to this day that ask me to bring back struggle meals. But <laughs> I think about it often. Not going to be. You lying. see what I'm saying? Every time I look at your story, I'm like, I'm going to to be like, what is he cooking? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but but basically the premise of the show and what I always would end the show with what I would say is struggle meals is about being creative with what you have and not focusing on what you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And like, that is what we're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is like being creative and having the, the embodiment of what we've been designed to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're emulating our God, he is the greatest creator of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And so like when we're creative with what we have and we're focused on what we have and what he's given us and not focused on what we don't, that's Mm -hmm. when we can really emulate him and worship him and be a reflection of him on this, on this earth. You know, absolutely. It's so good. And I think it takes a major mindset shift to get to that place. Cause I mean, it's no secret that church has become a consumer industry for, for, Christians, right? So we go to church to get, we go to church to receive a word, you know, to receive worship. We sit back and eat all this stuff. So when, even when we come, when it comes to worship, oftentimes worship leaders, pastors, leaders, whatever, like we approach it as, Hey, come and get what you need from God, right? Mm -hmm. Like come and come and, you know, we're going to worship God and he's going to give you what you need. And it's this very consumer driven mentality. But in order to get to that that mindset that you just shared, I think we have to flip the script and say like, we're not there to get from God. Do we get from God? Yes. I get so much from him every time we gather, but like I'm there to give to him. Like I'm there Mm -hmm. to, to give him something of value. And even if that value is like a half Arby's half Mm Chick-fil-A, like weird gross sandwich, like that's what I have to give to him. And and it's one of those things where it's like, I'm proud of that because it's what I had, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it reminds me of that scripture verse in, in uh, first Peter two, uh, nine, Peter says that you're a chosen generation, a Royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I love how he says, he tells us that we're priests, we're, we're, we're a Royal priesthood. And when you look at what priests did in that day, they didn't go to the temple to get from God. Mm. They, their job literally was to minister to him. Mm. That's what the Levitical job of a priest was, is it was to go to the temple, to offer sacrifices, to offer the the incense, to to minister to the heart of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if that's the posture that we have to create as Christians, like when we come into the room on Sunday, whatever room you're gathering in, you're there to minister to the heart of the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the Lord, he's such a good father. Like he's such a good God that he's always going to minister back to us way more than we could ever <laughs> minister to him, you know? Yeah. But yeah. when we approach with this perspective of like, I want to, I want to 
like touch you. I want to move your heart. There's a song, move your heart. I love it. You know, yeah. it's, but it's this idea of like, I'm here for you, you mm, know? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it ultimately, I mean, it, you just look throughout the Bible and you see all these in, encounters where people move Jesus, yeah. you know? And I just, my mind's racing to them. Like the, the woman that gives the two little pennies, mm-hmm. like yeah. she moved the heart of Jesus yeah. and she gave significantly less anything else that everyone else gave. Right. right. But mm-hmm. like, she's mentioned in the Bible. No one else is mentioned because she gave what she had. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she gave out of everything she was, you know, I think of Mary Magdalene who, who, you know, worshiped at the feet of Jesus. And she's mentioned in all the gospels because of what she gave him, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you see these people that offer these incredible offerings and move the heart of Jesus. And it's like, they're not special. They're just, they're there to serve him. Yeah. You know, they're there to give to him. Yeah. Yeah. Their focus was different. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and it, it, and it kind of like what we were saying earlier, it's like, yes, God's sovereign, but to think that our gift means nothing to him. Right. It's such a, it's such a sad way to live your, like, it's just, Ugh. it's devastating in my mm-hmm. heart to think that yes. way that, yes. it, that you have no, you have no responsibility. Like, um, I was going to say, I just forgot my train of thought. <laughs> anyways, it'll come back to me. But anyways, yeah, I just, yeah, just that, that idea of moving the heart of the Lord and like yeah. ministering to the Lord is, is so profound. Well, I, I like, that. I don't know what your thought was going to be, but I, I like the direction it was oh, headed in. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go I remember. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. And I'll, I'll always, you know, I'll always quote the people I went to school with because I, you know, I, I love the way they view the Lord so much, but yeah. Bill Johnson just recently lost his wife, mm, uh, Benny right, Johnson right. Yeah, recently. Yeah. And he shared a, he preached actually three days after she passed. So crazy. First of all, it's insane. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was remarkable to see that the tenderness in his heart at that moment. Mm-hmm. And what he talked about was the ability in, in honoring the ability to worship the Lord in the pain he has now, because on the other side of eternity, he will never feel that pain. Yeah. He will never have the experience to offer a sacrifice of worship amidst the the toughest grieving yeah. and the toughest pain he'll experience in his entire life. You'll never get that opportunity again. That is insane. So he's taught, yeah, he talks about, you know, literally watching his wife wither away from cancer mm-hmm. and all the while opening his heart to thankfulness to the Lord. And it makes me want to weep. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that. Yeah. It makes me want to weep and cry. Yeah. Like if, I, if I were to lose Tommy or if yeah. I were to lose Mila, yeah. it would be difficult for me to offer thanksgiving to the Lord in the midst of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so finding, realizing that your position in all of this is so important. It's not any, it's not more important, you know, yeah, we're not yeah. saying yeah. that you're more, you're, yeah. you're divine or anything, but it's just, it's wrong to think that you're insignificant. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. wrong to yeah. think that, especially what you have right now is not mm-hmm. worth anything to the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's very wrong. And that goes for the person that's sitting in the front row to the back row, to the person doing sound, yeah. to the worship leader on stage. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially corporately. Yeah. And that, man, that's such a powerful truth. Like that. I don't, I I just pray like if you're listening that you really grasp that because that's probably the most profound truth that will be on here all day. Like this (laughs) idea of this idea of being like, cause, cause this is what we do. We take the, the more we're in pain, the more we're in dysfunction, the more we're in need, the less we focus on God. Right. Mm-hmm. The more we go through these struggles, the more we go to him and say, God, I need your help. Right. Mm-hmm. But what you just shared is that in these difficult circumstances, you have an opportunity to lay on the altar, these worries, these fears, these pains. And in the midst of that still worship Jesus you're never going to get this opportunity. Yeah. Again. You'll never have it. Again. You'll never have it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like we lost our father mm-hmm. last year and, and we're, we're not going to lose our father again. You never, know, like yeah. I don't ever have an opportunity to go through that moment and, and still look at Jesus and say, yeah. I just love you. You know, I, in yeah. the midst of this, I want to honor you. Well, and it's those moments where people like, you have to understand, like it's not a consumer moment. Like yes. in those moments, when you make that sacrifice, the reason Bill Johnson spoke three days after his wife passed is because he made that sacrifice and the Lord strengthened him. Yes. You know, exactly, like he yeah. met him and like, and he ministered to Bill Johnson what he needed to be able to stand on that stage. Mm-hmm. Like you want these things from the Lord. It doesn't come by like twisting his arm to get him. It comes by offering these incredible sacrifices and just saying like in the midst of this, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's, it's so beautiful. It's, it, isn't sorry. it? And James, James one, where he talks about just counting all his joy because you're building your perseverance. Mm, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're building your faith yeah. in those moments. Yeah. yeah. So and those are like those opportunities to truly yeah. see what's up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> let's, Absolutely. let's see, let's see, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and the spirit, the devil sees that. You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. sees it. God sees it. It's like, mm-hmm. what is he about to do? Yeah. 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 You know? I think it is in 
I think it's James one. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm not good. mistaken. It's so yeah. Good. yeah. It's amazing. I, it's why you know, coming back to that is just like, it's so important to consistently have that, that thankfulness mentality and that, mm-hmm. that, um, Thanksgiving and praise your posture in your heart because we, <clears throat> every single day is going to be different. And, and it's important to, in every single situation respond with the, like the same response. That's yeah. what I think is, yeah. is like, that's what I honestly think corporate worship is. Every single Sunday morning, yeah. you come with the same response. Yes. You come with the same heart to the Lord of thanksgiving, mm-hmm. of praise, of gratitude. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you just woke up and you're, you're screaming at your kids and your wife's screaming at you. And like, yeah, you know, yeah. like there's just all these terrible circumstances. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's silly to think that you would let that get in the way of your of your worship to the Lord when there's a guy who's <laughs> just lost his wife. It's just that experience, yeah, that, that personal experience to me, just it wrecks my mind in yeah. the way I the way I do my job. I'm like, yeah, I have no excuse. I have no excuse not to show up with a heart of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Every, every day, yeah, every <laughs> not time. just in church, yep. every we, single day. We talked about this when we were coming home from Michigan. Um, but just like, I, there is almost a crippling like disability that comes with just people trying to be too creative these days, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, I listen, I, lo- I we're not calling anybody out here on this podcast. I love all the modern worship leaders. I think they bring so much to the table, Definitely. but a lot of these like newer worship songs are like, you're just trying to push the bounds of creativity when you don't just need to. Just for the to. sake of it. Yeah, just for the sake yeah. of creativity. When when we were looking at, what who was it, Michael W. Smith? Oh, man, yeah. What album was that? We went back. We, we went, went back way back to when, like 1995 or yeah, three yeah. or something. 95 to around 2006. We were just yes. looking at that era of music. We, yeah. we opened his album, and on that album was... I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Yeah, Agnes say, Day. Yeah. Like <laughs> half the album, we still sing. No, yeah, them yeah. songs hit. Often. Yeah, those songs and hit. And those are oh, the yeah. best words. And the, what was the title of the album? The, worship. Title, the title of the album was Worship. <laughs> yes. That's yes. What it's <laughs> yes. I love it so yeah. much because we make this complicated, right? Like, yeah. oh, I got to, mm-hmm. like, so and so just dropped a new song. Like, we need to sing it. It's like, yeah. No, dude, the angels and elders have been singing three words for all of eternity. Yeah, thank like, you. Yeah, you don't, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to come up with something new. Like, that consistency of saying, like, listen, we're not changing. We're coming in oh, here yeah. and we're, th- we're giving thanks. We're giving thanks. We're giving thanks. We're yeah, giving yep. thanks. Like, I was singing, what else do you want to say? Yeah, you know? I started playing the other night and I was just in my, like I said, by myself playing and singing. And it was, I think, what else? It was Word of God Speak. That's probably on that album. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It probably is. And like, yes. bruh, that song is hard. like the words. Yes. Hard. Stupid. Amazing. Yeah. Like the best. Do you have it? Read off the. the yeah. So we're looking at this is Michael W. Smith album from 2001. It's called Worship. Yes. And I'm just going to name like half the album. There is the heart of worship. Everybody knows that. Banger. Draw me close. Amazing. Open the eyes of my heart. Amazing. Bro. Breathe. Uh, draw, yeah, draw me close. I already said that. Uh, Agnes Day. Oh my goodness, we sang uh, that like two awesome ago. God. Oh God, isn't awesome? Dude. Yeah, dude, this is just unreal. Yeah, there's. Ugh. You could literally just play three songs off that album on a Sunday morning and, and the have worship the sets going crazy. Worship yeah, set worship ever. sets going crazy. That's gonna be the yeah, like that's insane <laughs> yeah. from 2001, right? Like on, that's man. insane. Basic four chords. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Eight, eight counts. Let's get Sim- it. Simple <laughs> prayers, like because that's really yeah. what the that yes. album is. There's simple prayers that people can mm. connect to. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. We're singing this tonight yeah. in Valley View. Wednesday yes, night. I love Open it. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to <laughs> see, see you. That's it. That's it. You don't need to sing anything else for eternity. No, That's you it. don't I need to say you. hell lost another one. I, I no. don't want to name any songs. I know we weren't doing that. We weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> I to avoid but I, you know, I just David did. edit um, that <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, we got to edit that. <laughs> Forty-two minutes and thirty-seven there. seconds into the play. Definitely, I just think if you just continue to respond, like you said, just that consistency of just yeah, thankfulness and praise, thankfulness and praise thankfulness and praise and there's room for creativity i'm not saying that you shouldn't be creative in your expressions to the lord i'm saying that once you prioritize creativity over thankfulness and praise in a corporate worship in a corporate environment it you just feel the difference you feel the difference every single time yeah Yeah, absolutely no that's so good like have all the creativity in the world around thanks and praise yes absolutely because like and here's here's the analogy that i've given a few times so if you've heard this for like the third time i'm sorry but this is just like i said i like to oversimplify these things and it just makes me understand them better like if i come to emily and i give her flowers and chocolate every Valentine's day for the last 10 years, seven years that we've been married. Like eventually that's going to get old, right? It's going to feel forced. It's not going to feel genuine. So I can have creativity around my, my offering, my gift, what I give to her. I can get her a ring next year or, you know, a trip, a cruise or whatever. But 
the idea is I want to bring something to my wife that shows her that I love her, that mm. I value her, you know? Mm. So like mm-hmm. have all the creative creativity in the world. You're not like, like write these amazing songs that are composed the ways that they've never, you know, we've never heard worship songs composed before. Great. But it has to communicate this. I'm here to bring you something, a gift yes. of, of honor, of love. It can't like once you, what, like what you said, once you start, overvaluing this and like, Oh, I want to write a song about the devil. Cause there's no songs about the devil. It's like, you're just missing it. You're just trying to be different for the sake of selling music or right, whatever, right. or just being popular. Like you're not trying to honor the Lord because this doesn't change, you know, like right. how the Lord is honored is not this code to be cracked. It's <laughs> easy. Like come to him with Thanksgiving and praise and he's Psalms 100. Yeah. yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. so easy yeah. that we just make it overcomplicated. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think you definitely worship that rule of just simplifying all of it over and over and over again, every single morning, yeah. every single, every single minute you have with the Lord, just boil it down to the meat and bones of it and yeah. follow that. Be consistent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good, dude. It's good. Amen. Any, yeah. <laughs> I agree. No, we can stop here. Yeah, you know, I'll, like the only it. other thing I, we can maybe hone this in maybe on another episode, but I definitely, and we probably should. So maybe next episode. Yeah. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. But, um, that concept of joy and worship will come to that. Um, more specifically, because I feel like that's a lost art of just the strength of like, I guess we did touch on it. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but um, I mean, I'm, what, I'll just give us some yeah, joy, in general. Yeah. joy in general. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Well, I, you know, I, w- I, I was listening to, to Bill this morning talk about joy and mm-hmm. and I I lead with joy. I, actually, mm-hmm. Dion means joyful praise. Yeah, that's actually what my so name means. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing how like I, I mentioned earlier in this podcast, how like the, the devil can set you up with the opposite of your own god-given strength Mm -hmm. you know and he can Mm -hmm. he can try to confuse you with things like depression when you were built for joy yeah you know so good um and so i i don't know i I honestly don't have enough prepared to like go down this for another 15 minutes but (laughs) yeah but the importance in in the context of worship i do this a lot but before i sing anything say anything sometimes i'll just look up to the lord and i look up because that's the way i view jesus and i just look up to him and i'll smile and i'll delight in the lord before I do anything else, because I know that again, what we've talked about, our strength is found mm-hmm. in, in his joy. Yeah. And yeah. So, in knowing that the way he's, I'm looking up and smiling at him and I'm, and my mouth is open and I just look like a little kid because <laughs> I know that that same face is on it. He's looking at me with the same eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's thrilled. With yeah. You. He's yeah. looking at me with the same smile with the same face. And it's mm-hmm. probably, you know, 10 X my joy, whatever it yeah, is. It's yeah. way more joyful than me you yeah. know, my delight. And so I think, I think that's something that's, that is not, it's not a, talked about enough in our worship culture. I think yeah. that value sometimes gets put more on holiness or gets yeah, put, yeah. listen, I'm not going to compare these two verses, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes the crying, the throwing the ashes on your head, the tearing your shirt you yeah. know, is yeah. seen as, as a more spiritually virtuous uh, expression, but then that joy and smile, yeah. then, then having a smile or on laughing. your face. Like yeah. some people get genuinely offended if you yeah. laugh. Yeah. During worship, where you laugh on the mic, I remember Jen Johnson back in like 20, 2009 or two thousand eight. She would mm-hmm. laugh on her records, and I yeah. remember feeling like uncomfortable. Yeah, are you laughing? There's <laughs> nothing funny here. This is serious. This is a serious <laughs> moment with the Lord. This yeah. is not funny. Yeah. Jesus is is always serious. So yeah. I, no, I I don't think I want to say much more other than like feel the freedom to to love the Lord and joy. Yeah. Feel the freedom to mm-hmm. love Him like you like you loved the things you loved when you were six years old, seven years old, and you yeah. would just fill your heart with this excitement and this this passion and yeah. delight, you know, yeah. like that needs to be, I think more important than anything else, you know, yeah. sometimes in our expression, joy, I, thankfulness and praise. Yeah, you know, no, I, 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 I would agree to say that that's not just something that's everything. That's, right. that's the, that's everything because like we talked a lot about of attention, about attention. We talked a lot about thankfulness and praise and ultimately like you can give your attention to anything, right? We talked about the good and the bad. I can give my attention to good things, bad things. Mm -hmm. Attention is emotionless. It's just, you know, I'm choosing to focus on this, right? There's not an emotion attached. Even thankfulness, like somewhat, I feel like there, once you are thankful, there automatically is emotion that builds up, you know, so that it's a little different, but like the delight part, the, the being happy about loving Jesus is the most important part of worship Mm -hmm. because I can sing songs. I can go through the motions. I can lift my hands, do whatever. But like, if I don't genuinely, if I'm not genuinely excited or like happy or giving joyful, with a joyful heart. Yeah. yeah. Then like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything. I mean, again, yeah. I hate to bring this back to the same analogy three times, but like, I just look <laughs> at, I mean, look at any relationship with yes. like a, a spouse or whatever. Like 
I, I can live with Emily. I can raise our kids together. I can share a bank account. I can do all the things a husband and wife does. But if I don't genuinely love her, like what? There's no joy in it. Yeah, there's well, there's yeah. nothing. So even, it's, yeah, yeah. Like even yesterday, right? I gave you your birthday present. Yeah. Like I didn't give you your birthday present in like this. Oh, here you go. <laughs> like it wasn't like Dion. this. Like uh, I guess I got you this gift. Like <laughs> yeah. here you go, bro. Like have it. But no, like it was something that like I was really excited to yes. give you yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like it was like oh i'm picked this out like i think this would be really cool for him yes right. and then i give it to you and then you get it and you're so excited and happy and i'm like oh yes like i'm excited with you you yes. know what i mean yeah and it's that exchange of like i didn't just hand you this thing and it's like oh here you go yeah it was like i'm so excited to hand this can't to wait you. to give this i to cannot you. wait yeah. yeah right i'm looking at the shipping like bro where is this yeah, thing yeah. At? like you know what i That's, mean that to me is like the perfect embodiment of what worship should be. Like, yes. right. I can't wait to give this to you. Right. Like, wow. man, Jesus, yeah. I can't so wait good. to give this to yeah. you. Like, mm-hmm. we should be like tapping our foot. Like, I can't wait till Sunday, gather with my people. You're about to love this. It's oh going to be so good. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. I can't wait to come into this room and like, just give you all of this, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and that's why, I mean, I, we talked about like, worship doesn't look like, you know, hype. And I don't think it does look like hype, but like at some degree, there is a physical attachment to like, the emotional response that you have, you know, like I, I talk about, I've talked about this before. Like we went to a golf tournament years ago with our dad before we played golf. We didn't know what was going on, but I remember seeing grown men, 40, 50 years old, galloping down the fairway to follow Tiger Woods, like mm-hmm. running in their business suits, like children. Yeah. pushing people out of the way. Yeah. And the smile that was on these, these men's face, pro- they haven't probably smiled like that at their family Since, in a long time, yeah. <laughs> which is I saw this TikTok of like this girl posted a picture of her picture of her and her dad and then her dad and a fish and her and, <laughs> like her and her dad at prom. He just has this like, you know, just cheesy smile. And then when he caught a fish, he's like, he's lighting up. You know, he's like, yeah, I got this fish. But it's like it, it points to the fact that, that like your expression is different when you're actually happy, yep. you know, like yes. and I and so when I come into service and I see people like and this is not a knock on any individuals, but like when people I see some people sitting or just disengaged, I'm like you're not happy to be here and you don't take joy in the Lord because that's not what joy looks like all the time. You know, sometimes there's different expressions, but I'm like, man, when I get into church, I, I want to be sweating because I'm just like, I'm so happy that like I can offer this to you, Jesus, you know, like it's just such a different expression, but I think joy definitely looks like something. And I think that like watching you lead worship, you spark that in other people. You Mm -hmm. remind people Mm -hmm. that, that this is not, this is fun. Like this is something that we should, enjoy doing like yeah. when you see when i when we see you up there and you do look funny like looking at the ceiling with a big goofy smile on your face like it reminds me of stevie wonder sometimes you know like, <laughs> he looks up he's just playing but it's like it's so cool because it's like oh you're having fun and and right. you remind us that this is something that we this should is be fun. excited yeah to this is exciting yeah. Yep. yeah so good so, so good. just Love to it. just to conclude and 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 this let's just in uh, uh, all of our congregations you know if you're listening to this and you go to church in the north coast our homework for you is in your next corporate worship expression, just focus on thankfulness and joy and praise. Thank, come into that room with thankfulness, come into the room with joy and come into the room with praise. Don't worry about what you're lacking. Don't worry about what you need in that moment or so many other things. Let's just focus on thankfulness, praise and joy and see where our worship expressions go from there. You know? so good. Cool guys. Thanks for being with us today. It was a 24 six podcast. Live right. Love everyone. Pray hard. Oh, we'll see you very soon on the next episode. Oh man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate.